you were just way too busy to listen to our last show. This is what you missed. Okay, so her gripe here, Dave, is don't play it safe, meaning don't use characters we already know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, did you watch only the first season of Clone Wars? Because I'm getting the idea that you only watched the first season of Clone Wars. Because Mortis, the father, son, daughter, Darth Maul, the witches of Dathmir, you call that safe? Yeah, Cad Bane. That runs the risk of being something that people laugh at, especially Mortis. People who have this idea of what the Force is in their minds for the last 30-some years, 40 years, are they going to like this new idea that we're taking the Force down? You call that playing it safe? That's a fucking risk. Dave Filoni is riding on a bull bareback, naked. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you question his creativity? Not even a bull. Riding on a Bantha bareback. Yeah. With a Jawa on his shoulders. And an Ewok by his side. While he's executing Order 66 on Padme. (laughs) (laughs) Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the back to tank. I am Michael Flores, your host and in the cockpit today with me is, of course, my partner in this uh, life of crime, David Sabal. Hello, Dave. How's it going, Rogue Leader? All right. So we have some things to get through today, and we also have some Star Wars gifts as well, Dave. So hang on to your panties. I know you're very excited (laughs) right now, Dave, because we're giving out more solo a Star Wars story gifts. Because we gotta pass on the word of Star Wars. You know what? That's that's you. That's my agenda as well. I'm like, that's why I haven't given away anything other than solo stuff yet. Because I want people to love Solo, if for anything, just because the fact they're getting free shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So giveaways later today, towards the end of the show, as we have done in the past. The number to call, 818-394-0279. Please do not call now. Wait till I say. The phrase of the day. Well, what is going to be the phrase of the day, Dave? I'm going to let you pick it. it. Has to be Star Wars related. Has to be Star Wars related. Yeah. What something? Um, no. like something sexual. Twi'lek hips, because you are very slow witted this morning and cannot come up with something fast enough. <laughs> I, I will know. Just, I, I'm sorry. I got confused. I got I know, sidetracked Dave. with uh, Ahsoka, but yeah, well, I know. I, I was thinking of uh, other pictures I've found on the internet about Ahsoka, but never mind. Okay, we're not we're not interested in getting into your sick fan fiction, <laughs> your slash fiction, slash fiction, <laughs> where Ahsoka plays the part of a stepmother to Anakin. <laughs> that's, that's bizarre. That's bizarre. That would be bizarre. Hey, Ryan Johnson, get on that. Start writing that. That'd be awesome. I'd watch that probably. It'd be interesting in a weird way, right? Like a non-canon eccentric porn parody. Porn parody. <laughs> All right. So later in the show, Solo, a Star Wars story, official collector's edition is what we're going to be giving out today. 818-394-0279. Call when you hear the phrase, we lick hips. All right. So, Dave, the biggest news is the obvious news that we have to get through first. And that is the fact that late last week on the, the, the very day, the very day we finally decide to take a week off after eight weeks. <laughs> it always happens this way. After eight weeks of back-to-back shows, nonstop, we decide to take a break. And on that very day, we get the announcement of the episode nine cast, the official cast <laughs> listing. I almost called you up and said, hey, Dave, you know what? I'm not going to go on vacation. 
I'm going to go ahead and cancel my vacation. <laughs> Let's do a show. <laughs> because I, I was really excited about uh, the Episode 9 casting. And according to StarWars.com, returning and new cast members will join together for the final installment of the Skywalker Saga. Saga. That's the key phrase right there. Not the phrase that pays. That one's Twi'lek Hips. Yes. The key phrase of this entire article. Forget the casting for a moment, Dave. The final installment of the Skywalker saga. That's where we're going to form most of our discussion today. Because that that is a major. Just because it's like, even though it's like a small statement, that's has major implications now. Absolutely. And I know there has been rumors thrown about for the past, I want to say almost, almost eight, nine months. We've heard rumors that the Skywalker saga would come to an end. And there was debate whether or not this is something that should be done. Uh, if maybe this should be the final hurrah episode seven through nine, and then kind of call it quits on the Skywalker saga and move forward with the, the many other star Wars stories. And a part of me says that's a good idea, right? Uh, last year I said that. Yes. Yes, you did. Last and year I said I would be okay with it under certain stipulations, right? Yes. We, we have very strict stipulations to seeing because let's face it. The major, the one thing that drives star Wars forward as a narrative is the Skywalker saga for the mainstream for the mainstream. Yeah. And that's even more so even more so that can be said with the lackluster splash of solo, a star Wars story. Yes. The movie was amazing. I love the movie, but it didn't, do as well as other Skywalker eccentric movies because it doesn't connect to the narrative. I, right. And some people, there's so many reasons we've already gone into that. Go back four or five weeks and we actually discussed the reasons why this could have happened. So we're not going to get into that again. No. Um, but for the purpose of this discussion, Dave, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I, I'm okay with it, but there's gotta be gotta be done with some kid gloves. You got to move on, but respect the past. Don't create stories that dilute the importance of the Skywalker story. This t needs to be the level that all other stories are balanced on. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, here's the thing. If if uh, Last Jedi was better received, we'd be more comfortable with the fact that they're saying this is the end of the Skywalker saga. With that backlash and what happened... Now you're very, now we're all hesitant because it's kind of like, well, how are you gonna set, how are you gonna set this up? How is this the final chapter? You know what? I feel like this statement comes because of the backlash by a lot of people, and on the Last Jedi, I feel like that's the reason why they decided to call it quits on Skywalker Saga. Why continue something that's so beloved when everyone's gonna say you're getting it wrong? Getting why it not wrong. do our exactly. own story? That Star Wars eccentric that feels like Star Wars, but there's no uh, preconceptions on directions for characters, which, you know, I, I don't fault people that have been following Star Wars for over 40 years by getting a little disgruntled. I think as fans, we all have our wants and you're entitled to those. Uh, what you do with that entitlement is a whole other story. Exactly. If you become a, a, troll. a, a troll toxic douchebag, then just jump off, you know, <laughs> the Dune Sea Canyons and, and head first. And, and jump into the Sarlacc pit. Because that's Please. different. That's different. So maybe this is a good call, Dave, in, in, when it comes to bringing back a connected fandom, I guess, a, a fandom that's united. Maybe this is a smart move to move past the preconceptions and just tell new stories. I think I think it is a smart move because, like, if you take a look at the fandom now, yes, we have our the hardcore fans who, you know, live and breathe the Skywalker saga. Right. But now you're seeing more pocket of fans showing up because of the Clone Wars, because of Rebels, because of other things besides the Skywalker saga, the movies. Yeah, the movie is uh, in the past we've we've called it the backbone of Star Wars. It is. It, it is the backbone of Star Wars. However, now you're actually seeing other things drawing people in and I'm I I was really hoping that Solo would have done it where Yeah, I agree. It would have brought in more fans that basically say, "Oh, okay, I'm going to check this out. I've never actually seen a Star Wars film." 
I want to go check it out. Right. And you bring up a good point, Dave, because the mainstream isn't, and I keep bringing the mainstream into this because they are, they dictate what's made. Yeah, they're the important, uh, I'm sorry, they're the important audience. They are. And a lot of fans can't grasp that. Unfortunately, we don't mean a lot to them. And I've said this in the past, especially if you're past the age 35. If you're past the age of 35, you really don't matter to almost anybody in terms of movies and marketing because you're not the target demo any longer. Not any longer. So just like, okay, let's set aside the mainstream for a moment, Dave, and let's focus on the Star Wars fandom in itself, right? Yeah. We already know Star Wars can stand can stand on other stories that have nothing to do with Skywalkers. We've seen it for the better part of what, since 91 is when Thrawn's books came out. Yeah. Let's say 91 kind of, yes, there was splinter the mind's eye that came out way before that, but I would say 91, uh, the Thrawn era is what really launched the, the old legends canon. Yes. That's what really sent it into a tailspin of greatness for Star Wars and really brought back life into the into a franchise that didn't have a movie for almost 10 years. And at, at that, that point, point, yeah, at that point, we did. And at that point, we didn't really need a movie. Right. Exactly. Now, setting aside the Thrawn movies that la- or the Thrawn books that launched it, we have had hundreds of stories not relating to Skywalker. Yes. That are beloved beloved star wars rebels has nothing let's bring it to modern times disney era star wars rebels really has nothing to do with skywalker yeah there's the cohesive feel to the overall story of star wars that i think always needs to be there no matter what but star wars rebels stands on its own they didn't rely remember we even said when they brought princess leia in what did we say let it just be a one and done yeah because even though we love Princess Leia, we wanted this to be about them, about rebels. And if you start introducing all these other characters, it would kind of deviate. It would it would deviate our focus on what the story should be and was. The member berries would ruin the experience of actually getting to know these characters. Yeah, because like even when even when uh, in season two of uh, of Rebels, we were worried, oh, they're introducing Darth Vader. Yeah, we did. We worried about that too. And is that going to take away from anything? But give that crew a lot of credit. They 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 took the characters that were there and they didn't make them the focus. They used those characters to enhance the story that was the ghost crew. Right. And that's the point right there, Dave, is that looking at these other examples, Star Wars can do it. Yeah. Lucasfilm can do it. They can create a successful ongoing Star Wars franchise that has nothing to do with Skywalker. Yeah, and and I know out there right now people are are probably screaming at us saying, "Well, well Clone Wars had Anakin Skywalker in it and he was a major factor. He yeah, wasn't we, the centralized focus." But we're also not necess- necessarily bringing up Clone Wars. I brought up Rebels. Yeah, but so, I I mentioned Clone Wars, but the the argument for Clone Wars is Anakin wasn't the main focus. Ahsoka was the main focus. Yeah, she was the perspective in a lot of episodes. In a lot of episodes, she yeah. was the she was the narrator. She was the audience. But even let's take Clone Wars out for a moment, because again, you're still relying on Skywalker for the most part. Yes, it's not all about him. I would agree with you 100. percent But look, let's look at examples. I don't have anything to do with that. That's what I'm talking about, and they're very successful. So the problem is going to be selling this new concept to the audiences. And, and sometimes when you sell something, you got to sell the glitz and the glam. So is star Wars going to lose something? Is it going to lose its heart? Um, these are all questions that I had the moment I saw that phrase, the final installment of the Skywalker saga. It really depends on what direction they go for the mainstream when it comes to movies. And I feel like, Again, only history will tell, right? Yes. But I think one foot, one thing that needs to be on that, the day everybody starts writing their scripts, right, for these upcoming movies that have nothing to do with Skywalker, there needs to be one thing written on that whiteboard when all everyone gets together. And it's don't dilute the importance of Skywalker because Star Wars is built on Skywalker. Yes, there's other stories that don't need them in their story. But the balance, the prophecy of the one that will bring balance to the force is so intrinsically tied 
to the theme and backbone of Star Wars, of what we know of Star Wars and the importance of the universe that we know, it, you can't really deviate from that. You got to you got to you, you got to keep that. And you got to keep that element sacred. You got to keep it sacred and make sure you never dilute it and take away from its importance. Don't introduce another character that is going to save the universe. You can't introduce that Messiah character anymore. No. If you do that, if you borrow that archetype from Star Wars, whether it be the Anakin version or the Luke Skywalker version, you have to be very fucking careful. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. you risk destroying the importance of 40 years. And that's what that that's what I think one of the bonuses that Solo did was actually it told the story away from Skywalker, but it made Han Solo relevant to the universe. Right. Right. It didn't make him by the end of the movie. You're not comparing Han Solo to Luke Skywalker. You're saying Han Solo, yeah, is a great hero. That is what I think they should be doing is if they're going to be doing these these new movies, bring characters that show the importance to the universe. Right. In their own way. Yeah, exactly. And even if it's smaller scale, not and when I mean smaller scale, I don't mean the picture smaller scale still have the glitz and the yeah. excitement but bring it down to a more intimate smaller scale story look what they did with uh, Ezra yeah everyone basically now feels that Ezra is so important to the universe he was important to the universe be because it was his story right that's his life and honestly another example we can point to is it of an intimate story that had the glitz i'm going to give kudos to last jedi where they where they earn it they do deserve some kudos. I know a lot of people like to shit on Last Jedi, and I am not the biggest fan of it. I enjoy it, and I've watched it countless times because I do love Star Wars no matter what. But one of the strengths of The Last Jedi is the intimate side of it, the, the closeness and the relationship between Kylo and Rey and Luke and Leia, just those little moments. Um, and I can go on and on about that, but not enough time. However, yes, they, they probably should. They could have, I think, worked on that and built upon those intimate moments and made a much better movie. I feel like just when they started giving you what you needed for these characters, they kind of pulled back they and pulled went back. to and went to useless storylines that really did nothing for the for the movie or the overall growth of Star Wars. But taking the good from The Last Jedi, those intimate moments that that really character built. If they did those things, I feel like that's what moving forward, that's what Star Wars needs to be about. Yeah. You know, those intimate settings where we really get to know the inner struggles of the, of our characters and our heroes. You don't need to make them larger than life necessarily. You don't need to make them an Anakin Skywalker. You don't need to make them a Luke Skywalker. Yeah, because like the thing is when they go when they when they're not as intimate and and they're basically just all over the place. It feels like I was trying to think about this earlier that what is it that basically the last Jedi is missing that Han Solo has. And it's kind of like that when you go to a Michael Bay film and it's all explosions, you know, or when you action, go to a, a, or when you watch a porn, there's also lots of explosions as well. <laughs> there's a lot of explosions mm -hmm. there, yeah. but basically there's nothing, nothing tangible about it. Okay. And, you're right. And when you get those moments of character growth and I, I'm trying to think of another word besides intimate and intimate, uh, intimate, because you can be, you can have character growth without being intimate. You know what I mean? I, I'm in not a script. I, I'm not saying intimate in the, in a romantic sense, if that's what you're taking no, 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 it no, as. No. Okay. I mean, uh, like intimate as every, every time you need character growth, the character has to step outside of the story and have this like intro introspective. Right. Moment. Okay. You don't need that. Yeah. You just need those little little moments, like what you said. You know, like one of the greatest things that I thought was really great was the Luke and Leia element. That just it was only like a five minute scene, and it did a it said more than a thousand words. It said more than a thousand words. It showed it showed the strength between brother and sister, and it was still there, and that connection was still there, and you saw the pain in Luke and yeah. everything else, right. So they're able to do these things. They're let's let's bring it. it back to our main topic. I, I feel like they are able to to do it. Yes. But to just to put a little icing on this discussion and move on, 
they just have to be careful, Dave. They just have to be very, very careful. Yes. And and for the most part, I know there's a lot of hatred towards Lucasfilm right now and Disney and Kathleen Kennedy, but I, I'm going to stand by my words, Dave. I, I feel like since 2012, is that when Disney purchased Lucasfilm? Yes. I feel like for the most part, they've made fairly solid decisions. They have. I, I will agree with you with that. So but- I have confidence, Dave, that whatever they end up doing, I feel like will end up helping the franchise more than anything. Yeah, we can't let the negativity of one project in a franchise ruin the entire universe. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Because like, there's so many other great things that happened around Last Jedi that made Star Wars great. Yeah. All right. So Star Wars Episode Nine cast announced. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine will begin filming at London's Pinewood Studios on August first, two thousand and eighteen. According to the press release released to StarWars.com, returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lapita Nwanga Wongo. Yes, that's that's wrong. <laughs> I pronounced <laughs> that, that wrong. That, that wrong. Uh, Dom, Domino Gleason. I hope that's how I say his name. Domino. Domino? Yeah. Domino Gleason, who it plays um, Hux. Correct? Yes. Yeah, I like him. He's so underrated. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Junis Sutamo. And Billy Lord. Uh, joining the cast of episode nine are Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell, who will be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill. Applause. Luke Skywalker will return. Anthony Daniels and Billy D. Williams, who will reprise his role as Lando Calrissian. I didn't think there I don't think there's any doubt that Anthony Daniels would be in here. Yes. Um, but it's nice to see that Mark Hamill will return um, and share hopefully share some screen time with Leia. I know they will be not recasting Leia. I know that was a debate amongst the fandom for quite some time. That was, was a debate between us. Yeah. You were on the side of things that we should not recast. <laughs> not recast. Harry Fisher. And I was on the side of things that, you know what, I'm about story. I'm more about story than my love affair with an actor that I don't know. And I like the character of Princess Leia, not Carrie Fisher. Not if that, Carrie Fisher. If that makes sense. I know that's blasphemous to so many people, but I care about Princess Leia, not the person that portrays her. I care about the character. I don't know Carrie Fisher, David. Do you know Carrie Fisher? No. No. I know Princess Leia. So if they were to recast it, in my opinion, I felt like it was fine as long as they, again, were respectful in how they did it. But J.J. Abrams, being the film guru, has found footage that was not used during Episode 7 and also released today, Dave. He also is going to be using footage from Episode 8 that was not Not used. used. And he will be piecing that together to make sure she has a prominent presence. In episode nine, it'll be interesting what he can do. I, I will say that because it's as long as it's not contrived and forced and you yeah. can tell that she has like she that. I'm hoping it isn't a <laughs> I'm hoping it's not like a it's, I hate this this a comparison, but I'm just going to go with it because uh-huh. everyone knows it by now. I don't want to be the Superman mustache maneuver <laughs> uh, where they first off, there's no way that they could fool us into thinking they shot anything with Carrie Fisher. So the the the, the thoughts are already out there. People are going to draw their own conclusions when they see her scenes. Um, I feel like people shoot themselves in the foot. And when I mean people, I mean studios right now by releasing certain information like yeah. the mustache thing, because I went and saw uh, um, what's it called? Mission Impossible. No, Avengers, not Avengers. Jesus Christ. Justice League. Justice League. And I saw it with my family and all like six of them had no idea about the mustache thing. And they loved the movie. Yeah. You go see the movie with people that knew the mustache was a CGI was removed by CGI and they couldn't get into the movie because all they saw was the fake mustache. Fake mustache. Someone planted the seeds and now they see it. So I'm hoping that that doesn't happen to the entire fandom when we see Princess Leia. Uh, and we think, oh, that doesn't fit. We can tell it's from a different scene. It doesn't work. I know they've done wonders. Rogue One, uh, one of the most epic scenes when everyone uh, pops above Scarif. Yes. 
and they're using unused footage from A New Hope. Yeah. And it brings a cohesiveness to the Star Wars story that just made me feel fucking great. I mean, the chills I got seeing the old squadron, the old pilots, it was so good. So they can do it. It's movie magic, It's movie magic. I mean, they've done this in the past with a lot of movies. So... This isn't, have, new, this isn't anything new. Yeah, and, this is not a new technique no. out there for people. And I'm sure they'll utilize, if they need to, some, if they need to enhance a scene, I'm sure they'll use some CGI and it'll look great. But the key, the key thing is, going back to your original statement, is mm-hmm. it cannot be contrived and can't be forced. Yeah, I, I don't want them doing it because they feel like it has to be done. Yeah. You know, and that's a that's a tricky bitch right there, Dave. Because in a lot of ways, it has to be done. If it works, you for can't the story just go into telling. episode nine where Carrie Fisher's character, Princess Leia, didn't die, and suddenly, oh, she's not in this movie. Why? I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't know. so unfortunately, she has to be in it. Yeah, it's just the way they do it. It has to be done very delicately. And uh, I have confidence if it was any other director, I might not feel confident. But J.J. Abrams knows what he's doing, Dave. He is a filmmaking guru. He's one of my favorite directors over the in the past since I want to say 2000 and I want to say two 2003. I followed all his TV shows, his movies. I'm a big fan of his. So if anybody can do it, I'm sure he can. Absolutely. I think. But by not when I first heard about this news story that they're going to use footage of Carrie Fisher from the past mm-hmm. and put it into the new movie, I, that's skyrocketed up to the number one thing that I'm going to be looking at right. now mm-hmm. in Star Wars to make to see okay, did J.J. Abrams can he pull this off? Because it is it is a, it, just like what you said, it's a tricky bitch. Yeah, to do this, so it's not easy. He, he, this is going to actually test not just him as a as a director but also kind of like him as a writer and storyteller yeah. how are you going to take these how are you going to take these scenes that originally were i'm guessing was meant for seven and eight right but you're gonna use them in nine and instead I, and for people that don't know there is so much footage that hits the cutting room floor and not just footage from a take let's say take five wasn't what you wanted there were scenes that scenes just are that cut just... completely from the movie for whatever reason. Let's say it it disrupted the flow of the edit. Uh, it created an inconsistent tone. And the editor and the director or whoever has final cut, whether it be a producer or director, may say, you know what? I love that scene. Let's get let's let's get it out of there, though. It just it just disrupts the flow of the movie. It happens all the time. It it's part of all it's the part time. of the business. There are people that do that for a living. That sit there and edit and cut things and have to look at things through a fine tooth with a fine tooth comb to make sure it works in the movie. So and I'm and I'm really confident knowing that basically there is probably hours and hours of footage oh, for sure. that you can use for sure. And JJ probably knowing this probably crafted a script to fit it because he already knew he knew what yeah. was there for episode seven. He probably had already talked to Ryan Johnson and figured out there was more scenes. And when he started writing his script for this. He probably was already aware. This isn't this. Oh, and by the way, we're going to throw scenes of uh, of uh, Leia throughout Th- scenes from Force Awakens in episode eight. He probably knew what was there and then wrote his story according so that it would fit and feel and feel right. Yeah. All right. So, Dave, we need to go to a very quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to jump into the rest of the show. Plus our solo a Star Wars story giveaway. You know what? And he remembers my favorite, Chipotle, which I haven't had for eight weeks because I'm trying to get lean, drop some weight, into fighting weight before the summer's over. Mm -hmm. I have not had Chipotle in a very long time. I don't know if I'm going to induct him or penalize him for tempting me with calories. Yeah, he's taunting you. Tell me I'm good looking. That (laughs) might work. That's what I tell Maggie all the time. He's all, can you cut your hair and take your glasses off and lose weight before I say so? Can you can you just be gener- generally just be a different person? I'm like, sure, I can do that for you. That's her sexual fantasy. Someone else. Somebody else. <laughs> oh, trying to say it's too hard to become a fan? A super fan? A super fan. 
Maybe our standards are just too high. I mean, Chris Chandler may not even be allowed to come in well, because he, he has. He first off, let me let's just let's just go through this. He doesn't have a lot of choices in entertainment. But he's blind. Right. Well, he, I mean, TV's out of the question, so he's stuck listening to radio. Speaking so of which, we are just a good outlet of, of fun for him. Did I just make fun of a blind man? Yeah. A little uh, bit. Well, he already made fun of himself, yeah, and I've been making fun of him for at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> Geek Out Saturday. Like the force is the force. Let it be ambiguous. Let's not weigh it down with any little, hey, I can control it with a rock. <laughs> I'm a Jedi now because I have a blue stone in my pocket. Running throughout them. But the last few that he's done have met with universal scorn. I mean, I don't want her anywhere near Arrow. Yeah, no, like she is the Stephen Amell, the Grant Gustin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Iconic director by any means, but he did make his mark in the 60s and 70s with with movies like this. I know we're joking because that's what we do. The idea that it could be used against the Nephilim. That whole, right. there's this multiple times now they've said there's only five beings in all of creation that it can't kill. They're saying that for a reason. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen for the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001. All right, so patreon.com slash Digital. Get more Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Discussions on Clone Wars, comic books, a wide variety of topics, including a recent cinematography show on Solo. Which was a blast. It was fun. Patreon.com slash Digital. Pledge $5 or more a month and gain access to all of this, plus hours of additional content. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, DEAL30, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code DEAL30. Again, that's DEAL30 because without it, no free stuff. That's DEAL30 at adamandeve.com. This is Star Wars from the Bucket Tank Exclusive. And now we take you to the set of Star Wars standalone movie, John Connor vs. Jar Jar, directed by McGee. Fucking do a scene here and I'm going. Excuse me, sir. Um, yeah? You mean it on set? Yes, uh, Jar Jar is uh, causing a scene. You keep talking while uh, the camera's rolling. Christian's getting really angry. Really angry. I think he should come out. Yeah, okay. I'll be right there. Uh, you don't fucking understand what it's like working with actors. That's no, what that is. not really, no. That's what that is, man. No. I'm telling you. I'm not asking. I'm telling no. you. You wouldn't have done that otherwise. Well, that smells stinking with. Stay off the fucking set, man. For fuck's sake. Right, let's go again. Misa back. I'm gonna fucking kick your fucking ass. You don't shut up for a second, all right? What the fuck are you doing? All right, can we just uh, calm down here, everybody? Let's get back to work. You got fucking something to say to this prick? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I didn't actually, I didn't actually see what happened. Uh, well, somebody should be fucking watching and keeping an eye on him. What?
back. Star Wars from the back to tank. On your TuneIn app, RM Channel 001. Search for Add Us to Your Favorites. Also, iTunes and Stitcher. If you miss any part of this broadcast, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Right, Dave? Oh, yeah. I love that bit, dude, with Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. All oh right. Oh, my God. That, that was freaking cool. <laughs> also available Google Play. Are you here today, Dave? Where are you? I'm, I'm just out of it a little I, bit. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a tauntaun at you. <laughs> you throw a tauntaun at me. <laughs> Stick with the show here, Dave. You got it. All right, all right. I'm here. I'm here. I am going to go away for a second and beat Dave with a sock <laughs> filled with sand from Tatooine. <laughs> all right. So, Dave, there's an odd trend on social media that I've seen of late and I tweeted it out before the show. Um and I, I it kind of I'm baffled by it, and we might have touched on this a bit a couple shows ago. But there's this trend where fans of the new movies feel like they need to discredit George Lucas and his movies, particularly the prequels, in order to justify their love for The Last Jedi. Or um, or other Disney movies that yeah. they, that other Disney Star Wars movies. Yeah, we did bring up that a couple I think it was a couple shows ago. And I'm not quite sure why. I think they feel that by discrediting Lucas, they then discredit the fans that disapprove of TLJ and and Disney. And I I, I find it strange that it, that this trend has actually taken <laughs> taken it's, off. It's actually taken off. I mean, there's blogs. There's a video that's been around for years, for years, uh, and now it's been it's being used as an example to show George Lucas wasn't that talented, and and I I just it blows me away. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because you on Twitter is, are you're far more talented than George Lucas, but the idea that New Hope wasn't even that great of a movie until editors had to sit down and save the movie, right? That that's the new that's, that's the new thing. that's the new thing. Yes, to to discredit George Lucas and his abilities, and when they use that as an example, I have to laugh because it shows how ignorant they are when it comes to the movie business. Because absolutely every movie is not there is no movie that is made until the edit. Yes, that's a known thing, Dave. You can have. That's why, Dave. There are directors. That have worked on Marvel films that have left and said, I was supposed to do the second one and I'm no longer doing this because when I shot this movie, this was my story. Suddenly I see a completely different movie when I go see the premiere in Hollywood yes. and I'm baffled that the movie doesn't even resemble what we shot or what I wrote. That's an extreme example, but every movie is not complete and doesn't feel right until it's gone through an editing process. And there are directors out there that cannot separate themselves from the work. A lot of creatives, a lot of passionate creatives are like that. That's why you have the hierarchy, Dave. That's why there's only three or four directors in Hollywood that actually have what you call final cut. Final cut. Because the studios come in, they have their fingers, they're supposed to, have their fingers on the pulse of the mainstream and what the audiences want. So they usually have final cut. The yes. bosses have final cut. But when people use that as an example to, to discredit George Lucas, I always chuckle because I'm like, that's, that's the process of making movies. That's the process of making it, movies. It's like saying, hey, you know, the, the, the person who made the muffins this morning at the local bakery store is a shitty cook because the person who actually put it in the oven is the one who actually completed it. If, if it wasn't for the person putting the muffins in the fucking oven, Dave, the muffins never would taste this good. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. That's the stupidity of the fucking argument. That's like saying that the guy who mixed the asphalt for the recently repaved freeway didn't do his job correctly because he didn't smooth it out. He just mixed the asphalt and then he left. That was his job. George Lucas's job was to direct a movie and write it and create a franchise. That's what his goal was. And then other people come in and they do the score. You might as well discredit George Lucas by saying John Williams did the score. Exactly. Oh, he didn't do the score. It's a fucking job. Film is called collaborative art. Could you all collaborate to complete the final picture? 
So please, people, don't get swept up in, in the ignorant arguments of people grasping to justify their love. You're not Madonna. You don't need to justify your love. Your love isn't that fucking taboo. Make love to it, David. Yeah, caress it. Enjoy it. But don't discredit other things because you need to justify your love. Just love it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's I think that's the problem with a lot of Twitter, uh, a lot of Twitter people that are the uh, last last Jedi apologists. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. The Last Jedi apologist. I like that one. And like, are they like Nazi apologists? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like going. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to apologize for Last Jedi. You, you just don't like have to it. Fight who cares? For it. Like it. Yeah. Who cares who if you cares like it? That's if good. You like it. Okay. I want people to like it because that means more Star Wars. Yeah. I don't. When someone says, "Oh, you didn't like Last Jedi, Mike," I'm like, "Yeah." I said it's just because of certain things, and I don't really go into it unless we're doing the show. Because the le- the last thing I want to do, Dave, is destroy someone else's love. Yeah, for Star Wars. It's funny because like if one you choose my... to push play, Dave, and listen to this show, then you're going to hear my thoughts on certain things. Yeah, one of my one of my f- really close friends asked me, "Do you like the Last Jedi?" And I said, "Nah, it's not my cup of tea. I didn't really like it." And he immediately got so off- offended yep. and offensive by it. It's like, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, like, George Lucas stinks. <laughs> George Lucas stinks. I'm like, dude, dude, slow up. Slow up. It's okay. If you like it, did you like it? And he's he's like looking at me. I kid you not. Red Tails he is looked, horrible. And so is Howard the Duck. He looked like he was going to cry. Yeah. When I, when I told him that. When he started trying to apologize for The Last Jedi, I'm like, you don't have to. Dave, I like when people say they like The Last Jedi. Yeah. I like it. I don't want people hating on Star Wars. Yeah. That's the least thing. That's the last thing I want people to do. There's a difference between hating something and then criticizing something. Yeah. You don't need to discredit other people and George Lucas. And he's the guy that created this entire world. That's my favorite thing. How do you hate on the dude that created the very fandom that you love? You are basically saying you hate. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you hate the guy who created this show. Yeah. There was a strange post where they were comparing the battle. This is one of those people, the apologists. I'm going to go with that one, Dave. Yeah. There was a strange post where they were comparing the battle between Kylo and Luke from The Last Jedi with Yoda and Dooku from Attack of the Clones. And they had this weird thought. The idea that Lucas destroyed his own concept with the idea of Jedi fighting and jumping around. And that The Last Jedi is a perfect example of what a Jedi is. And Count Dooku versus Yoda is everything except that. It's a direct conflict with the original purpose of the Jedi, the original inspiration for the Jedi. And although I can appreciate the argument, I feel like their thesis is based on anecdotal information. Yeah. And needs a bit more research. There's something called subtext and theme. And the prequels and the sequels are written using two very different ideas. Each one is good, but each one is very different. The sequels are saying something far di- different than what the original six films were. And in this case, the prequels. Yeah. There's a sense of tragedy to the idea of questioning your ideology and losing faith. And when they say Yoda fighting is going against the Jedi way, they're absolutely right. That's the fucking point. That's the fucking point. The sense of tragedy to the idea of questioning your ideology and losing faith. It's an introspective into your faith. It's one of the fucking geniuses of the prequels. Yeah. The inner turmoil of Yoda in his chambers reaching out with the force and trying to escape the fog of the dark side to look for answers, knowing they're being manipulated, knowing they're being manipulated to act in a way that that's against the Jedi way. That's the entire purpose of Palpatine is to push them into combat so that he can point to them and say they are reaching for power. The hypocrisy of the Jedi Knight. Yes. And the Jedi Council. That's the entire purpose of Palpatine's plan it isn't just to engulf the war or engulf the galaxy in war, but it's also to discredit the, the Jedi Council yeah. and their agenda and purpose and their true intentions. So when Yoda's fighting, you're they're right. So that's why I said the thesis is is uh, or the I can appreciate the argument, but the thesis itself needs to be reworked. Yeah, because like you can't compare the two the two fights because 
They're coming from a very the, different place. They're coming from a very different Luke place. Luke isn't being manipulated to fight Kylo. No. Luke is fighting on his own terms, much like he did in Return of the Jedi, which is very consistent with Luke as a character. Yes. I love that part of Last Jedi and how it connects to Return of the Jedi, how Luke refused to fight until Vader threatened his sister. Once he brought up Princess Leia, that's when he realized he can fight because he's not fighting for himself. He's not fighting out of anger. He's fighting to protect something he loves. And a it, person he loves. He's fighting out of honestly, when you take a look at look at it, the thing that Last Jedi got really well, Luke a lot of Luke's fights come out of fear. Because when something is threatened to him. You mean early fights or uh, basically in general and and all of his, all the fights that you look at Luke. Yeah, I don't think that's the case at all with like, Return of the Jedi. Well, no, think about em- Empire. When absolutely. You, yeah. Empire, you, you see the, fe- the fear drives him to try to fight for his life. Right. In Return of the Jedi, and the reason why I say he fought out of fear in Return of the Jedi was he fought out of fear of losing his sister. Because remember, what did Vader tell him? Oh, she'll join me instead of you. It'll be fine. Do you really think that was fear though? Or a little bit see, to me, because it, there's it was, many types of fear, dude. Dave, there's many if types he of fear. fought out of fear, it would have defeated the entire purpose of the ending. Why would you, why would you have that be his motivation when the whole concept was to let go of your fear? Cause that leads to the dark side. Because Are you the, saying that he defeat, he defeated Vader by tapping into the dark side? No, no, absolutely not. But basically, you also have to understand that psychologically, there are many types of fear. Fear is uh, saying fear is a uh, is fear leads to the dark side, Dave. So I'm sorry, but you're. <laughs> I, can't I, I, I walked have, into that. I have yeah. to disagree with you're you, right. Dave. I have fear to. Dis- to I think your argument argument is very flawed. But remember, the Jedi's were also very very one dimensional too. So if you say fear leads to the dark side, that's an absolute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So bringing it back to yeah. what we know, okay, not our own internal internal thoughts interpretation, which is going to always happen when you have Star Wars movies. The idea of Yoda fighting, why do you think there were moments throughout the movies where he was struggling with his thoughts? Yeah. The sad story of Mace Windu, knowing that killing Palpatine is not the Jedi way. He already knew that, but he was willing to sacrifice, in essence, his soul. And beliefs to restore peace to the galaxy. Yeah. There really is no right answer when it comes to the Yoda, Mace Windu, and the Jedis of the prequels. There really is no right answer. That's why I thought it was brilliant about the prequels. There is no right. They were manipulated. They were guardians of peace and justice. That's what they did. So when they were pushed into war, they had to act on their ideology and what the Jedi are actually built on. But it was manipulated and turned into something else into something else because of Palpatine. That was the, that's the beautiful thing. I mean, that's the beauty of the first six movies is Palpatine's manipulation of everyone, everyone and everything. So when you compare the fight scenes, love the last Jedi, there's a lot of great things in it. And you know, the force awakens the last Jedi. There's a lot of poetry to their visuals. It just a lot of poetic thought. And I absolutely adore what they did with a lot of those fight scenes and the compositions and the way it was shot and framed and the, and the mixture of the color palettes and what they chose to use to highlight certain scenes. Just amazing work. But they were saying they are saying something vastly different than what the prequels were doing. The prequels are not an example of George Lucas back backpedaling on yeah. on his inspirations or backpedaling on the original concept of the Jedi, if anything, it strengthens it and shows why they let they inevitably was. They inevitably were the culprits of their own demise because of not heeding warnings and becoming arrogant, just like Luke said in The Last Jedi. Yoda said more and more Jedi are becoming arrogant. arrogant. He says it in the prequels. So. There is so much going on. Lucas knew his story and he knew it well. And not just the obvious narrative direction, but the subtext, but both the subtext of the visual and emotion. 
Uh, so I, I just really wish I, I quit seeing those comparisons because I just feel like we can love. It's not, a, it's not a it's not a fair comparison. It's not a fair comparison because, like I said, each movie is saying so, or each trilogy is saying something is saying different. something very different. And this new trilogy is saying something vastly different than than the prequels. I think that's why I'm really interested to see the final installment of the Skywalker saga for this next trilogy, because then at that point we could say. What is the story that they were saying? Yeah. Because and, every Star Wars trilogy has that centralized core that they want to get to. And all you're right. Every single trilogy has been different. The The thing about the prequels, it's very political. It's very about manipulation. It's about, you know, tragedy and and loss of faith, loss of faith and questioning your own ideology, just like what you said. And in, in the 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 third trilogy it's about hope it's about fighting it's about not giving up it's it's about all right yeah i get all that great stuff you know all that great stuff yeah dave i can't disagree there's a lot going on with these movies more than just the obvious and um to compare the to compare the, the the scenes is just like you're not looking at the bigger picture yeah, and if people need any evidence, look what Disney has been doing for the past four years, building upon Lucas's original thought from the prequels. You read the Mace Windu comic, it builds on exactly what we just said Yes, about Mace Windu and about his misgivings about getting involved. There are various books and comic books that are now that have now delved into that very thought. The fact that they were aware that they might have been doing the wrong thing, but they had no choice. They were pulled into this. And they couldn't just sit down and do nothing. They were put in a no-win situation. So I don't, again, just to reiterate, I don't feel like Lucas destroyed anything dealing with Star Wars. And I don't feel like TLJ and uh, Ryan Johnson destroyed anything. If anything, it builds upon elements of the story and what it means to those characters at that time. Everything's very different. I just think going back to what started this whole discussion in the first place is like the TLJ apologists. Just have to enjoy it. We've been harp. We've been harping on that for the longest time now. It's like you know, just move on and enjoy it. If you enjoyed it, cool. Just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. All right, Dave. Speaking of enjoyment, Disney wants Star Wars TV rights back from <laughs> TNT and TBS. This will be interesting. <laughs> this will be interesting if they can get it. This has been an ongoing struggle. Since 2012. Yeah, it's it's been going on for a couple of years now. The Walt Disney Company is seeking to buy back TV rights to Star Wars films from Turner Broadcasting, who air the movies on their networks, TBS and TNT. Yes. Every like it's always like on Thanksgiving or during a holiday. But Turner may not want to sell. Disney sold the rights to Turner in 2016 for a reported two hundred and seventy five million in a deal that extends until 2024. The deal not only covers the original trilogy and the prequels, it also includes the newer Star Wars films beginning with 2015 Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah, why would they give that up? (laughs) TNT and TBS would be fools to give that up because that's almost a known thing now. What do you do in the holidays? Even people who aren't diehard Star Wars fans, guess what they do? They flip on that TV. It's one of the last reasons why... Or one of the last few reasons to just flip the TV on for no reason. Because nowadays with the whole era of on-demand and streaming services and the the instant gratification of TV programming, and the the, the need to flip the TV on and just watch it is kind of... And it's an older person thing at this point. Yeah, it's older person. Younger people are more more into that on-demand, the streaming services. But a lot of people, my family included, just flip the TV on during the holidays and have Star Wars on in the background. So why would TNT and TBS <laughs> sell this? And if they were to sell it, they're going to be selling this back for, you know, they want some return on their investment. They're, they're going to double their investment. If they put $275 million into it, they're going to easily request $600, 700000000 million. Yeah, I if, was going to say like if $500 not, to 800 If not a billion, Dave. If not a billion dollars, because... Having these movies are very important to them because they want them on their streaming service. They want people to say, hey, you could enjoy all things Star Wars right from our streaming service. Oh, you know what? We don't have the movies, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> we don't have the movies. Wah, wah. <laughs> wah. That's, that's not a good you know, sales strategy there. So you're going to see them doing it. Because it, TBS, TNT, they have access to nine movies, essentially. Nine, nine movies. Nine movies. I don't know if this includes uh, Rogue One and Solo, A Star Wars Story. So let's just go with the fact that it says Force Awakens as well as the, the rest of the upcoming sequels. So um, nine movies, essentially, is what they have access to. The bulk of the Star Wars storyline is, is is those nine movies. Yeah, you would think because the deal is till 2024. Yeah, so I I wouldn't put it past TNT, if they were to sell this, if TNT and TBS decided to sell their rights back to Disney, they're going to be asking for a very large payday that that then this two hundred seventy five million dollars will pale in comparison to what they're going to get if if they decide to sell. And if you think about it, think about think about this, dude, the the landscape in media has changed so greatly to the point that. Disney with their streaming service back then, probably about like three, four years ago, they would never, ever be like with their backs against the wall like this. This right here is Disney with their backs against the wall because they have no, in essence, TBS and TNT, they have the higher ground. They don't have to sell because that uh, being able to actually show the, the movies on their, on their side is more lucrative than, you know, selling it to Disney. Why would they sell it? And just like you said, they control the negotiations. They basically say, okay, you really want it? Okay, just as you said, we'll go $1 billion. That's how far we'll go. Yeah. Well, they have not. They have nothing to lose, Dave. They have nothing to lose. TNT and TBS or T- Turner Entertainment, they have absolutely nothing to lose, but they have everything to gain. <laughs> they have everything to gain. And, and Disney has a lot to lose because it, can you imagine not having the rights of your own TV show <laughs> to your own franchise? Just, yeah. Oh, my God. It would be it'd be disastrous. Yeah. I, and, I'm, and Disney has the money to pay for. So money isn't an issue. And unfortunately, Turner knows this. They know that Disney has no problems with money. So they're going to be asking for a very, it's going to be a very high ask the for thing sure. I'm, the thing I'm really surprised is this, this issue has come out recently, right? With Disney and their movement with streaming going on for the past two years, I am surprised that no one's brought this up, that they had to nip this in the bud rather quickly. Now you're looking at it. Well, this just came out. And now they're like looking at going, oh, crap, our streaming service is going to like come out at the end of next year. If I'm not correct, it's 2019. They're they're planning on releasing it. And they haven't done anything about this yeah. yet. We'll see, Dave. We'll see what happens with that. Because uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently Turner hasn't even really set up a meeting it, the meeting has <laughs> got has it's only preliminary stages so far so they're not even they're not even trying to court disney for potential money i think they're just playing hardball they're no. playing they're playing hard to get dave they, mike, mike if you were if you were turner if you were the lead executive at turner would you actually contact disney and say hey do you want to buy these back yeah you would? I'm like, hey, one billion dollars. <laughs> one billion dollars. <laughs> and George Lucas's firstborn. <laughs> firstborn. And also, I'd like you to recreate Ahsoka, a live action version for my own fantasies, please. <laughs> we don't have the ability to do that, Mr. Turner. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> if you really want the rights back invent that technology <laughs> invent the technology to create a live action real life tangible ahsoka so i can then explore my pansexuality with an alien <laughs> with an alien do it all right so 818-394-0279 ask the number to call for your solo a star wars story official collector's edition prize giveaway courtesy of star wars from the back to tank and rain man digital Call us now, Twi'lek hips. Hips. I'm holding on to those Twi'lek hips. 
Right, Dave? Absolutely. 818-394-0279. Hopefully the phone system's working. I did not have a chance to test it. Usually I like to do a little dry run before the show. Just get that nice blue lube. Blue lube? (laughs) That is disgusting. Are you saying you use blue milk? Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's not very... That's not very... That's not very attractive. I'm I'm kind of throwing up right now. (laughs) Hold on a second. We have someone coming in for a call. Let me uh, set this mic down to work here. Hello, caller. Hello. Hey, how are you? Great. And who is this? It's probably your nerdiest Star Wars female fan. Uh, Who is it? What's your name? Raina. Oh, it's Raina. You sound different this time, Raina. Oh, I don't sound like a B word. Uh, (laughs) I, I never thought you sounded that <laughs> like that. However, you do sound a little different than when you called a few weeks back. I'm glad you called, though. Uh, hold on one second. We have another call coming in. Hold on one second. <laughs> you have multiple calls. I got to end this one. Or not you, Raina. You are the first one to call. So sorry. going to end me. Sorry, caller. If uh, you want to get a prize giveaway, we may be giving out prizes next week as well. So have that number on your speed dial, 818-394-0279, and try again next week. All right, Raina, so you already sent me your address via DM, and I will be sending this book here, the Star Wars, a solo, no, solo, I got it backwards, David. (laughs) Solo, a Star Wars Story Official Collector's Edition will be sent to you as well as your other gift, which I've been holding off. I had a weird, I have a weird suspicion that you would be trying to win some more prizes, so I figured... (laughs) I'm going to save some money on some postage and send it all at one time. That sounds good. All right, Raina. So how do you feel really fast as we have you here? um, How do you feel about these comparisons between The Last Jedi and kind of discrediting George Lucas? Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you feel like there's room to love both? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan of George Lucas and all his films. I don't understand why people want to take anything newer out on him that is nothing new. I mean, I get it. He's created, you know, the wonderful right. world of Star Wars. But I mean, anything beyond after, you know, him being involved as much as he had before. I don't think that's uh, tangible. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Raina, thank you for listening and calling in. We'll talk to you probably someday very soon, I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. All right. There you have it. The listeners agree. Dave. Raina's quick on that trigger. She's a good talker, right? Sometimes people, when they call in, they kind of stutter through their talking and they're not sure what to say. That's me. When I used to call on the radio shows back in the day, I'm like, hi, uh, I'm a longtime listener. Um, I'm scared. I'm nervous. (laughs) Um, uh, I just pissed myself. Please, please (laughs) take it easy on me. Oh, man, that was my biggest fear when I used to call into shows back in the, because in the 90s, that's kind of what you that's did. That's how you did. That's you how called you called radio to. shows, and you always felt that little, like, okay, he's going to be really rude to me right now when I call. Watch. You because, get you get that apple in your throat. Yeah. Or dig. All right. You know what, Dave? That concludes, or this concludes. I'm getting my words all mixed up today. <laughs> it's that day for us. It's like, like we're, we're both off today. Yeah. So I think we right. need a, a bath in the uh, back to tank. Not together, though. Definitely separate. <laughs> Definitely separate. All right. Well, thank everybody for listening. Thank you, Dave. If thank people you. miss any part of our broadcast, you can always find us on Stitcher and iTunes as well as Google Play. Just search Star Wars from the back to tank and add us to your favorites. Subscribe. Tell us you love us, you hate us via the review section. And if you disagree with things we say or you want to add to the conversation, please find us on Twitter at from the back at from back to tank as well as Facebook facebook.com slash star wars from the back to tank thank you david thank you may the force be with us hello this is stormtrooper one and if you've missed any portion of the show you can always head over to from the back to tank.com and uh listen to the show at your leisure uh we're also on stitcher smart radio stitcher.com search back to and that is to your favorites thank you And uh, listen responsibly. And may the force be with you. And long live. Thank you for listening to From the Back to Take. And From the Back to Take is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. Hosted by Michael Flores, David Zabal. You can find out more about our show 
by going to www.fromthebacktotank.com. You can also find us on Twitter at FromBackToTank, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash FromTheBackToTank. 